0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Arrowhead Pride's From the Podium. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief over at arrowheadpride.com. And this will be the last From the Podium for a while. The Chiefs spoke last Thursday, and now that they've broken mandatory minicamp, they won't talk until five or six weeks from now up at training camp at Missouri Western in St. Joseph, Missouri. But the people we were able to hear from on Thursday were head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and right tackle Mitch Schwartz coming off of his one-year contract extension. Uh, so why don't we start with the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid.
2: All in all, I thought it was a good camp. So not only uh, this mandatory minicamp, but also phase two and phase three. Um, I thought the guys were productive. I'm not going to talk about... Uh, Tyreek today, if anybody has questions, I mean, the last time I opened my mouth, I stuck my foot in it and said that the case wasn't closed and that whole deal. So, that you know, it was open. I put the DA in the bind, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going there today. I don't have anything further to say um, and on that, that situation. So, anyways, with that, time
1: change. <clears throat> Coach, at least from what we can see, it seemed like uh, Patrick and Sammy had a really good offseason and mini camp so far? Just what do you see from saying as far as his ability to go out there and make plays and just be healthy and run around
2: and do all this stuff? Yeah, just that while you said, him being used to the program. I was here the whole season and then um, used to the offense. Uh, he was able to play faster. He's in great shape and um, did a heck of a job. So I, I had, he had a nice camp. He got a lot of reps, obviously, so he... Uh, one of those. And I, thought, I thought, again, overall just a, a very nice job. Speaking
3: of, uh, of your defense, which so much is new, what did you want to see out of this uh, few weeks, Yeah, and, and where are you on those mileposts? Yeah, so you know, I check in with Spags
2: every day on that, just to make sure he's <clears throat> getting enough reps, and um, he felt pretty comfortable where we're at. doing? We need you know, both offensively and defensively and special teams for, for camp here, coming up. But for where we're at in the time allotted, I, um, I think he's he's pretty comfortable where where we're at right now, knowing that there's a lot of work ahead of camp. But um, I thought the guys did a nice job picking it up. Mm-hmm. I, that The defense, you know, you know it's, it's tough. It all fits together, but it's tough defense. And it's been effective defense. So, you,
4: I
0: it was good. He touched on it a little bit there, but
2: if, at this point right now, knowing that they're not in pads, how would you describe the Chief's defense at this point? Yeah, so yeah, you probably answered that right there. Just uh, with um, not being in pads, you've you got to get that part done. Uh, but where we're at now, I, I think, is uh, the guys have a pretty good idea of doing it. Uh, you've got to go through that, <clears throat> that whole mental part of it, uh, of overload, and then the physical <laughs> overload that you get in camp. Uh, with the hitting and, and so on, so but right now they're they're in a good position. They've got a good foundation, and, and maybe even a little better than a good foundation. So uh, they have something to to build on here.
1: Coach, I, I know this is Brett's realm, and we won't get him. Just where would you gauge things are at with Chris, and and how that, that going?
2: Yeah, so um, they they have talked. Um, his Chris's people in our view, and that's kind of where it's at. I, I mean, I there's the nothing. There. So,
1: which uh, undrafted wide receivers uh, stuck out to you um, this camp? I know it's going to probably be a deep position mm. I,
2: li- Listen, I, I thought really um, as a group And again, we throw a ton of those guys and, and uh, we're not backing up to go forward here We're just kind of picking up where we left off. So you get the free agents in that have got to learn all of this and a lot of them are coming from the college level, right? Where they're, they're not asked to do that. Everything's kind of from the sideline. Um, I, I thought they all collectively did a pretty good job without picking picking somebody out. But I I, I like that group. Um, you have some different. You got the big guys. and you have some medium guys and smaller guys that and they have all got things that you can utilize. Talent wise
3: Andy, from what you know, or Kelsey will go when, when camp starts.
2: Yeah, that's the way it looks now. Yeah,
3: yeah. How do you know? Yeah. So you've got to go. you, you look at a lot of those other guys, and again, in non-padded practices here, but how do you feel about the depth there? Do you feel like you've got another Demetrius Harris who can do maybe some of those Yeah, things? I think
2: we're, we're going to be okay. I would like Yeldon not to have been hurt, but he, he was. Um, I think he's a good young prospect, and uh, um, you know, he wanted to be out there more than anybody running around, me. he's going to his hamstring. So. Uh, but it'll be good to get him out and see what he can do here. We had them a little bit last season. Yeah. And uh, we kind of liked what we saw there. I, I think that group, again, <coughs> you saw progress there. I think, again, putting the pads on who's going to be able to play on the line of scrimmage, do what Demetrius did there. Um, so who's going to be able to do it? Hard to tell that right now. Uh, but we'll, we'll find out pretty hey, quick. Yeah, well, I'm, should... I'm sorry,
3: Blair, but one thing about <coughs> Yelder, um, he'll be back. You're expecting him back at the first start of camp, too? Uh, yes. Yeah, you speak, speak to the objective for Patrick over the next six weeks? Yeah, what he'll do? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to take a deep breath here, but not much. he'll end up throwing quite a little bit. And uh, he'll get the guys together and do that. Um, uh, he'll, he'll kind of, He's got a little blend going on here, so we need he, to uh, and you step back a little bit and rest up, and then you got to crank it up and get yourself
3: ready, ready for camp. So. Andy, as much as much time as you spend trying to come up with with new innovations to the offense, and as much time as Patrick spends training himself, how much does he throw at you as far as ideas?
2: Yeah, uh, open communication, which is which is healthy. So, he has ideas, and they're good ideas. So, I'll, I'll listen to that, and then I try to bring him you know a nice basket of plays. And, let him, uh, let him try to digest those, and he, he, he loves that challenge. Um, but he's pretty sharp cooking now, so he he, uh, you know, he has good ideas, too. What's your
1: message? I think you kind of said it with Pat. Was what was your message to the guys as they get ready to leave for the next four yeah, or so, five weeks before come we back?
2: Yeah, so, listen, we know expectations uh, are high. We appreciate that, and, and uh, the guys have worked hard to put themselves in that position. <clears throat> However... Um, you know, you've got to take care of what you can take care of, and that's getting yourself right. So, these next five to six weeks are important weeks for you. And, uh, and then you, you've got to have small ears. So, you don't you don't need to listen to a lot other than getting
3: out and doing your job and, and working. What well, Thornhill missed this uh, mid camp with that cat injury, but what did you see from him yeah. before that? And you know, kind of where does he
2: stand here in the training? Yeah, Thornhill. So, uh, I, I like what I've seen. I see. I think he has a chance to be a real good football player. Um, he's another one that you would have liked to have seen to be healthy throughout here. But he was, he was doing some nice things for us. He's got a, you can tell he's got good instincts. And understands uh, understand the game <coughs> was making plays on the ball. So I, I liked what I saw.
1: With the uh, Schwartz deal coming down official, just what made you guys do that at contract extension? Yeah,
2: so I think yeah, so I think it's simple. Uh, for a guy like that, you, you appreciate doing something. Uh, for a guy like that, uh, who's never missed a snap or in practice in games. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, <laughs> but that, that, that's that's what he's uh, that's what he's done. He he's a pure he's a great professional and uh, loves playing the game and does it the right way.
5: Austin Beater yesterday said that Mitch plays the game almost like a quarterback from his position. Where do you see that translate, not only for himself, but for, obviously, the rest of the offensive line, and what that could actually do for Patrick? Austin, you're talking about
2: him. Yeah, Austin, he's a smart kid, and uh, takes, again, he takes a lot of pride in what he's doing there. You have a lot of responsibility there. You are the transmitter between the right and the left side, so uh, you've got to kind of know what everybody's doing there. You have to be able to know defenses, and defenses have a tendency to stay fluid and move. And so you've got to be able to make a decision, like right now. And that decision can, uh, can be what puts a quarterback on his back, or gives him an opportunity. It can open a hole for a running back, um, so or close it real fast. So he, he's got a lot of responsibility. Go ahead. All right. All right.
4: Um, just going back to this time off now. Um, for you, just as you get some rest, in,
2: start thinking about this upcoming season. What is the one part of this team that is going to nag at you and maybe keep you up at night a little bit? Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure what's going to keep me up at night other than, but, you know, we've got, um, I'm going to go to the beach first. <laughs> so that's why I say that, that ocean breeze and the water and all that stuff is all good. Um, but I, I don't worry about the things I can't control, so um, I try to take care of business, work hard, and uh, understand there's a human element to everything. Uh, and so I, I go from there, and then uh, you do the best you can, and you roll with it. A couple more coaches. What
3: do you see as the leaders on this defense?
2: Yeah, so I think we've got a few of them. Uh, you know, the, the honey badger jumps out at you. Uh, as a I think that will continue to grow. Uh, Frank Clark's another one. Um, Hitchens is unbelievable. You know, Hitchens kind of keeps everybody intact. There, you like to have that, that guy, just like we were talking about Austin, he's your transmitter there from the back end to the front end. And, um, and so those guys become important. But we have other guys that are, you know, that, that are pretty good leaders too. You know. Those, are, those are who I'd probably tell you are the, more of the,
4: the personnel. personalities. Coach, you know? what do you, um, every year you give them a speech before they head off, and there are certain things you want them to know. You got a lot of new faces, so what's the speech that you say to them, even if it is repetition for others? Don't come back on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like that. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so I mentioned it, but uh, just a, listen, the, it, you take care of business in the next five to six weeks. Dude, take care of the things you can control, working hard, getting yourself right. At the same time, take a little time there to rest up, but then it's time to. Time to go. And Do they, they know they, that
4: balance though so between keeping the they leave it with a they
2: leave with a program
3: that they they follow. So Alex Okafor had a really nice interception yesterday in practice. Two parts of that question. One is just the you know the athleticism you've seen from Okafor, but then two, what can Patrick learn from a play like that?
2: Yeah, he was trying to trick him and uh, it didn't work. So <laughs> uh and Okafor made a nice nice play. So which I uh,
3: that was a good play by him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we might have to look at him at tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Coach the, the neighbors right down
1: I seventy, St. Louis always celebrating. Did you have a chance to
2: watch the game? Just what's
1: your message? Yeah, that's how I was gonna finish BJ, <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, Listen, I'm so no, I'm uh, I'm so fired up for him. Uh, that was a great game last night. I mean what, what a wild one. Uh, uh, you know. I, I love I love the enthusiasm. For, for that city, I think it's I mean, it's phenomenal for the, for the city. And I believe it's their first one, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how great is that? And uh, it's well-deserved. They, they've got a neat team, and they start last and uh, to work their way up and finish where they finish as a, as a world champs is something special. All right. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you.
4: Have a good time off at the ocean. You too.
0: Vacations can be tricky.
1: So it's good to hear that Andy Reid will take a little bit of a break, get out to the beach. This is someone who during the season is just so heavily focused. There's a lot of sleepless nights that go into to game planning, so that R&R prior to the season is going to be so important for Reid. Also, you hear toward the end there, Andy Reid congratulating St. Louis on their Stanley Cup victory. It's really been a push now that the Rams have left St. Louis for L.A. Chiefs are trying to extend what they call the Chiefs' kingdom across the state. And I think that was a little bit of the effort there at the end for Reed. I also like hearing the positive thoughts in the defense. I think that's the biggest question for everybody uh, entering this next season is how is this defense going to perform? Is it going to be better than last year when it came up short in the AFC title game? And, And you hear those positive thoughts from Reed. I also thought it was interesting. I knew that Tyron Matthew was the leader of this defense. I knew that Frank Clark was the leader of this defense. Kind of surprising to hear him mention Anthony Hitchens among those defensive leaders, and we had Hitchens on From the Podium just a, a few podcasts ago, and Hitchens is really excited to play in this 4-3 defense. I'm expecting a bounce-back year for Hitchens. Nothing new to report on Tyree Kill or Chris Jones. That was kind of to be expected, and I think... All in all, the biggest thing you have to like if you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs is that Patrick Mahomes could take the next few weeks off, but he doesn't plan on doing so. He'll be out there throwing balls to Chiefs receivers in Kansas City. Speaking of Mahomes, he's next up on from the podium.
6: You give us some idea what you are maybe up to. Yeah, I'm going to gonna knock some things out here this first week, and then after that I'll be pretty pretty freed up, so hopefully I'll be around Kansas City a lot. Uh, working out, trying to make sure that I stay in shape or even getting into in better shape if I can, and then uh, hopefully playing a little bit of golf out here.
3: College World Series going to be one of the things
6: you're not now. Uh, hopefully. Uh, see, this, the, the, with this first week, uh, I'll be out of town, so hopefully we're in the finals. If we're at the finals, then I'll uh, be able to hopefully make that. So uh, those guys are rolling. They've been there before. A lot of those guys are on the team that made it last year, so they'll have some experience, and hopefully they can make a run at the, the championship. How do
3: you feel about what you guys got done these last few weeks?
6: I think uh, – I think we did a good job of everybody just stepping up uh, with the guys. Kind of some guys going down uh, with injuries, and these young guys stepping up and, and stepping into those positions It's going to going to help out a ton uh, uh, once we get guys like Kels back and some of the other tight ends. And so, for, with guys stepping up and then us kind of evolving the offense, uh, Coach Reed did not hold back at all. We were putting in new plays every single day. And so for us, just keep evolving and keep working and mastering our craft. I feel like we did a had a good uh, little camp.
3: Hey, Pat, how would you describe your, your own
1: personal strength or, or athletic training compared to past spring and summers? What was
6: different about it this year? Yeah, I mean, you, should, you always learn different things. Uh, you always learn what kind of helps you get into the best shape possible, what what helps prepare yourself to have a, a, a better and better season. And I feel like I've done a good job of that uh, with my trainer back home uh, and then with uh, Rook, uh, uh, Coach Rubes in the in the weight room here uh, about just – maximizing every aspect of the game, not just lifting big weights and getting super strong, but also kind of getting your conditioning in, making sure your your strength, core strength, and all those different things are, are strengthened so you can go out there and, and execute on a high, high level on game days. Coach
4: has a, a speech he gives the team every year, you know, don't go back on crutches, behave yourself, <laughs> stay in shape, don't overeat, but whatever. What message have you, out of your experience, shared with some of the younger players that you have Because sometimes it's easier to listen to a teammate than a head
6: coach. I think uh, it wasn't just me, but a few of the leaders in the team kind of just talked to the guys and told them that we're not going backwards when we get to training camp. When we get to training camp, you, you want to make sure you're adding on and you're, and you're getting better every single day, and you don't want to lose all the stuff that you've worked for in these OTAs in the mini camp. And I feel like that's what we've kind of – really kind of emphasize to the whole entire team is go out, enjoy the break, get some time off because you're going to need it, uh, especially going into this long season. But make sure you come back ready to go the first day and we don't have to kind of build into that
1: you mentioned you'll be around Kansas City in the past you've said you've gotten some guys out for some workouts will you put the football down for these five weeks or will this be the time when you get some of the pass catchers out on
6: your own no I'll definitely be throwing uh the majority of the time uh this is the time kind of now you got to kind of start to go yeah. uh need to training camp we, we throw the ball a lot at training camp and so you don't want your arm being sore uh especially when those days start adding up uh so I'll definitely be out there uh throwing the ball a lot a lot of the guys stay here so it's, it's easy to get guys out there and then uh uh, being able to kind of travel around and maybe get to see some other guys that that are going up back to their homes.
1: To piggyback back off, Adams. How much are you looking forward to getting Kelsey back, full, ready to go? Yeah,
6: I'm. I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, that guy's been working hard. I've seen him in the training room working with Rick and those guys, and they do an excellent job. Uh, so he, he's itching to go. We, he, you see him over there catching before we're throwing. I mean, he's, like, trying to run around. We have to, like, get him off the field. Uh, but uh, he's itching to go, and I'm excited to kind of get him back into the fold of things and getting him uh, uh, moving around out there. He a lot of
4: personal goals
3: going
4: into you this from a football standpoint? maybe one or two that you're specifically focused on working between
6: now and of training now? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it gets repetitive with me saying it, but my footwork, uh, I make a lot of off-scheduled plays, uh, scrambling around and throwing the ball, uh, but there's just, there's so many little plays that, I, that I, I'll i miss just because my feet are in the right position and I rely too much on my arm. Uh, that's that's one thing that I repetitively have to work on, and then deciding when and when not to take chances. Uh, that That's another one where I've had a lot of big plays happen, and then I've I've had plays where I've thrown interceptions where I'm trying to force it a little bit too much. And so those two things are stuff that I work on every single year. How do
4: you work on, taking, you work on like, disciplining yourself to perhaps not
6: take those chances during uh, the It's just when I throw the interceptions in training camp, I try not to do it again. So those are, those are the ones that uh, Coach Reed kind of said it last year. He, he likes me kind of pushing it and seeing if I can get away with stuff. But whenever I do throw a pass and the defense makes a play and gets the interceptions, it's not doing it again. That's
3: good. Did you the play. over an interception yesterday so a little bit of a risk?
6: Uh, not really. It was a, I actually had checked to the play. It was checking to a screen because the guy was kind of uncovered uh, over there on the right side, and he just made a really good play. I, I always joke, that man's arms are so long, it's hard <laughs> to throw it around him. And so I, he he, li- he has to be living the best life possible because no matter – if he tips it, he somehow intercepts it every single time. So uh, he's, he's a guy that I'm excited to have on the defense. Or he kind of goes under the radar, but uh, he's, he, he's going to be an impact player that I know is smart and athletic and can make plays. Yeah,
3: a What's your junior face today, too.
6: I think a lot of those young guys really picked up the offense really quick. Uh, 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 the Cody Thompson, both those guys were young and they came in and were making some plays here and there. And then uh, I feel like the other guys like Dieter, uh, Kemp, and uh, Pringle have stepped up and really have, you you can tell, really have grasped the offense now and they can go out there and uh, play fast.
1: In fact, Chris was obviously missing. I mean, that's probably the, the obvious part of him in terminating camp. Have you spoken to Chris Jones and and, and, and talked
6: to them there at all? Yeah, I, I've talked to Chris, and I know he's still working, uh, working hard out there, and uh, I'm I'll be excited to get him back. Uh, but uh, as of right now, I'm just kind of working with the guys that are here.
3: Yeah,
6: I know you the, out of this defense. Uh, I, I'm seeing a, a a lot of energy, a lot of a lot of communication. And a, a lot of just going out there and making plays. I mean, they're, they're trying out a lot of different stuff too, seeing what works and what doesn't work. And uh, I feel like it's been a good back and forth the whole entire camp, which is always good to see. And I feel like they've even gotten a couple days uh, that, that they haven't, got, haven't gotten for us uh, before. So I'm, I'm excited to see that, those guys going out there and, and winning some days and competing with us on every single play.
4: Are you amazed? I mean, you look at all the new faces on defense. You look at some of the new shuffling and the offensive line do you feel like you guys really progress even with all these new people the
6: coaches yeah I think just guys coming in with the mindset of getting better uh, coming in knowing that what, what is expected uh, when you have a, a team that's run by coach Reed and, and this chief's organization uh, is that you we want to be great every single day and that's what we, we preach and that's what we talk about is going out there and there's no days where you take step backs and I feel like when everybody gets immersed in that culture you see guys step up and play better than they've even played before well I do
5: think you do that more leadership or the leadership that you sort of
6: forward after a full season I think just knowing uh, when when I, I need to talk and when I need to be vocal to kind of help get the guys going whenever I, I may see a practice starting off maybe not the right way. It, it's stuff like those little things where you kind of know when to talk whenever you can change a practice instead of sitting back and just letting it happen is something I picked up on from the last season. I being
3: honored tonight by the Sports Commission. Mm-hmm. What's what's an honor like that in
6: the city? Meeting? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, being in being in Kansas City and and just being here now for I think three right around three years now, and to be honored like that is is always great. Uh, it, it's going to be a special night where I get to go out there and be in amongst the Kansas City community where I love to be at, and I get to uh, win an award that I'm really proud of. Uh, I know know you've
1: worked with Austin before and he had some starts last year, but the fact that those three guys up front in the interior had to play next to each other, you know, not in pads, what types of things can you work on as far as like just depth of the pocket and those kinds of things? What kind of work can you get done to make sure you're on the
6: right page when can? Yeah, I mean, it's just like when you, you get a new receiver and you're trying to build that chemistry, you want, you want to build that chemistry with those guys. I mean, when you're in here and, and we have a great pass rush with these guys rushing and, and them knowing where I'm at within the pocket, I think the more and more reps you get you get at that, it, it helps you out a ton. And so those guys know that versus certain plays that I'm going to be here and there in the pocket, and they, they're really getting it down. And I feel like they're building and building every single day. How much
3: fun you get watching the Blues?
6: Right. Uh, I had a ton of fun, man. Uh, the goalie, Bennington, was, was, played an amazing game. Uh, for him to to play that in that, that situation at such a young age is, is a, a really special thing. And then the, those guys stepped up like they did really the, the last half of the season is they just played hard and, and, and went out there and won it. Pat,
3: since Kelsey didn't practice and Tyreek wasn't here, it, it, will there be a process of getting back to where you were at the end of last season once those guys do come back?
6: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about just going out there and building chemistry with everyone that I have out there. I mean, that that's the that's the biggest thing is I, I'm going out there to get better with with whoever's out there and building those relationships because you never know whose number is gonna be called in the game. And I mean, you saw it the first game, when you hit Sherman down the sideline on the swing route. I mean, anybody can catch catch touchdowns in this offense. <laughs> Pat,
1: Hardman was, uh, That's one guy. Pat Hardman was the top pick, and you joked at the beginning, you know, keep running. Where have you seen him come over the past few weeks?
6: In, in, in yeah, he's, he's really starting to understand it. I mean, first off, I mean, we always joke around. There's being conditioned and there's being Coach Reed uh, practice conditioned. And so getting out here, I mean, he's making those guys run deep route after deep route after deep route. After deep route. And uh, so... For him, just knowing that you're not you're never dead, you're always having the chance to catch the ball. Uh, I feel like that was something that he had he picked up on really quick and he, he really started to excel at that at the end.
1: So that's Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and as you heard and as we noted earlier, not much time off coming from Mahomes, even though the Chiefs won't be having official workouts for the next five or six weeks or so. He'll be working with pass catchers in Kansas City, getting that arm ready for Chiefs training camp in St. Joe. I really like the fact that Mahomes commented on the difference between year one and year two, and now he has the confidence to be a little bit more vocal. If, if the practice isn't going a certain way, he says something, and, and to me that just shows pride and that just shows his desire for this team to be really great. I think it's just incredible that he's 23 with the way he sounds. He sounds like a 30, 31, 32-year-old. Again, just one year of experience as a starter in the National Football League continues to be uh, incredible to me. And then uh, toward the end, I got the last question in the press conference about Nicole Hardman. Good to hear that Hardman has come a long way since he got to this team. Again, off-season workouts start on April 15th. And you can hear in Mahomes' voice, he likes the chemistry that he's building with Hardman. He'll continue to build upon that as we get closer to Chiefs training camp coming up very soon, the end of July. It'll be here before we know it. We had one final presser last Thursday and that was right tackle Mitch Schwartz. So let's go to Schwartz from the podium.
4: Congratulations, sir, on that new contract extension. Thank you. What does that mean to you when a team wants to show you how important you are to them and they like you and
5: want to keep you and let you know? What does that mean? Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, uh, you know, there's only so many things that they can actually do to show how much they appreciate you and obviously contracts are really the main way that the teams can do it. So, um, you know, getting that done, it shows a lot, I mean, I had two years left on the deal and typically. You know, you're not always able to work those out because um, you know, you're still so far from free agency and they control your terms. So I'm really appreciative to them to um, you know being receptive to it and obviously we, we came together and, and made it work and so I think both sides are pretty happy and um, you know I love being here. It's been, a, been an awesome three years and um, now I got you know three more so I'm looking forward to those and uh, you know, obviously we've done some good things, but we want to do better these next few years. So, um, you know, just a, a lot of looking forward for with excitement. Obviously, you know, with Pat back there, uh, everything is looking pretty good these days. So, um, you know, just looking forward to uh, doing my, my best to protect him.
4: What do you think about your offensive line when you've got some, you know, different people, like at center and, you know, whatever? Do you think this has the potential to be... Are you seeing signs that it could be a great offensive line going
5: into this year? Yeah, I mean it seems like every year, I mean we keep getting a little bit older, a little bit more mature, um, more experienced obviously, um, you know obviously we'll see what happens at center, but um, you know we got a few guys in there who have played some some good football for us and um, yeah, I think really pretty much for the top six or seven guys everyone's for the most part on their second or third deal so you know, a lot of experience, a lot of good NFL playing under them, and um, I think that's one thing Coach Eck has has done a great job of, is, you know, every year we've had injuries at some point, and guys have had to shuffle around, but he does an excellent job of cross-training everybody, and so... Um, you know, if you're next up on the depth chart, you're, you're probably not just going to be, oh, I'm just a just backup right guard or I'm just a backup center. You're going to know how to do a little bit of everything. And then, you know, that helps for if guys need to switch sides because it's not, you know, so easy to just say, hey, you've been playing right for two years, go play left. Like, you don't just do that. But it also helps to kind of figure out the football play because now if you're learning all the spots on the O line all at once, um, you're understanding more about the actual scheme, you're understanding kind of how everything fits into it. and oh, you know, I'm so used to being on the front side of this block, but now I'm kind of understanding more what the backside's doing too and how I play into that. And you just get a better picture for the offense and for, you know, we all are working together. And so it just uh, it kind of blends things together and really helps out. It, it
3: was earlier
5: yesterday that awesome your essentially, a quarterback. You play and an in college sort of the capabilities to be a quarterback for the offensive line. Where do you feel like you developed that? And how much is that helpful for, Yeah, I mean, I think it's always, you know, football's always kind of made sense to me. Um, You know, just everything kind of falls into place, and, you know, learning the plays has never been as difficult for me. Um, I just obviously got lucky with that, and so, uh, you know, appreciative that I'm able to find something that I enjoy, that I'm good at, too, and that it just kind of makes sense. You know, I can't play chess. I keep trying every couple years, and, the board just doesn't make sense to me and I can't like conceptualize where G7 is and all that, but like if you tell me this formation, this coverage, all that, I can just see all that. And so that's just something that, you know, I've been lucky that my brain just kinda of works that way. And so I think being able to get to that level where you kind of just have like I was talking about the kind of the concept of the play and you know you're able to conceptualize, oh these guys are doing that. Once you have that then you can say, All right, well maybe I should know the formation and, and you know there's three receivers over here on this side and one on the other and you know, the defense is going to react differently if it's a 3 by one versus a 2 by 2 and you kind of can start to look at, oh, these are the formations, these are the shifts, and so you're getting, like you said, I don't know if it's as much the quarterback's perspective because I can go up there and tell you all the coverages and all that and stuff they have to do, but the more you can see in the bigger picture, I mean, you know that if this guy's doing a certain thing, that guy's supposed to react this way and this guy's supposed to do that, and it just, you play with more anticipation and you kind of, um, don't have to react to things as much as you can kind of anticipate them and um, you're not surprised by, oh, the D lineman went inside. It's like, yeah, well, there's no linebackers behind him. Someone's got to end up being in that gap. So things like that that the guys get with experience, you know, after you've played for probably a year or two, you start thinking less about, all right, who am I blocking on this play? And you kind of start to look at the, the bigger picture and see where the safeties are going. And so um, that's just kind of the fun thing of accumulating experience in years is um, you just keep making more and more of those uh, those reps. Mitch,
1: your your brother was a, a rather public advocate for you getting a new contract. Just what was that dynamic
5: Ooh. like? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was for a while. We had him tone it down a little bit because. Uh, um, no, I mean he's obviously really supportive of me, and so um, you know when you sign a, a free agency deal and everyone declares that this deal of free agency uh, right, right when you sign it, you know after a few years if you have played well, obviously you. Everyone wants more money. I mean, the, the reality of things is, if you're playing and you think you've outperformed your contract, everyone wants it. But obviously, things have to work out with with the team and with all that. And um, I think everyone's family thinks that uh, <laughs> they their their kids or their brothers or whoever uh, deserves a little bit more. And so he's he's been like my best support. Obviously, I mean, um, you know, he's always been been great at that, and it's good having that. And um, you know, my family's always been been really supportive, and um, he's just happy for me. I mean. What's kind of funny. Is you know I think people have I don't know how much, but like we're not competitive with each other really. Like it's not oh he did this and he did that. Like we both want the best for each other. Like a healthy relationship should. So um, <laughs> yeah. you know we've always just been happy for each other's success, and there's no you um, animosity or any of that stuff. And you know he used to destroy me in anything we played because he was three years bigger and, and uh, he could hit the woof of ball a little further, or tackle me. We used to play football on our knees in our parents' room until. We dropped the uh, ceiling fan on the, the room underneath because we got a little too heavy. So uh, uh, after that, we were outlawed from playing in our parents' room on the floor.
4: <laughs> what about he the offseason? Kind
3: of he, uh, no,
5: he hasn't yet. Uh, I don't think there's any Jeff Schwartz language in there, so, so it's, it's my discretion. <laughs> what about
4: the off season? I mean, I would think you're probably going to be cooking but how do you balance doing all that you do? What is your strategy for, it's not really the off season, but from now until training camp? How do you pace yourself, stay in shape, but have fun?
5: Yeah, I mean, typically, so we have six weeks now. Um, Typically, the first week after, you kind of relax a little bit more, Um, kind of take a mental break from working out and and the stress of of football and all that. Um, And then, I mean, most kind of workout programs is a solid four weeks, and so, that being six weeks out, that gives you weeks two to five. Typically, is, is the bulk of the training and um, making sure you're getting in you know, camp shape and and getting stronger and all that. And then the week before is typically like a deload week, and so you might work out a couple times, but it's more just kind of getting things greased up so you don't go out there after a week of doing nothing. And um, it works out really well. I mean, um, you know, usually that that uh, equates to you know a nice week off, the, the good solid four weeks of a workout, kind of a, a deload week, and then you get right into camp and. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I like to cook and, you know, everything's portion control and so if you're if you're cooking something unhealthy, then you try to eat a little bit less of it and maybe you invite people over to, to eat some of that food so you don't have a 14-pound brisket sitting in your fridge for a week. Um, but, I mean, like, I enjoy cooking so I can, you know, kind of control what I'm eating, my diet, all that, and um, finding healthier ways to do things. I mean, you know, most dishes that call for cheese or sour cream or all that, we kind of just cut that out and, and we find a better way to do it. Um, Greek yogurt's a pretty good substitute for sour cream if you're looking for toppings for chili or, or other things. So there's there's ways you can get the um, same flavors without all the fat. Is there a cookbook coming
4: out soon? Uh,
5: there's a book out, uh, my brother and I, that didn't sell so well. So sure the- so there's copies available. <laughs> recipes. Uh, maybe down the line. Um, yeah. You know, if I have a little more time to dedicate to it, the blog has slowed down a little bit now that we got back into football, but it'll probably kick up uh, a bit. I have a couple of recipes on the back burner that I need to kind of type out, but football started, we got the little puppy, and things have been a little busy, so I'll get back to it. Have
3: you ever have brisket leftovers, you can bring them in here. Yeah, he
5: does. <laughs> I will, yeah. Media
3: party. Well, on the, on a, on a football on the football field, did you see anything from Pat this spring that you hadn't seen before in terms of I don't know, I mean, we've seen the no-look passes, we've seen yeah. the running to his left. Do you see anything like that? Something
5: new um, this I mean, a lot of that still. Um, I still, I mean, I think it goes back to he plays within the rhythm of the offense really well. I mean, that stuff's the, the splash plays and, you know, the fun stuff he just has out of the pocket. And if things break down, we don't protect him well enough, you know, he can make something happen. But, um, you know, coach's offense going back. You know, all through the the tree and into the the um, origination of it, it's all timing based. It's all rhythm. It's all um, playing within the flow of the offense. And so, if, if a guy can't do that, it's not going to work. And you know, that's something that uh, you know I think gets lost with him a little bit is how good he is at at the base concepts of the offense and, and doing the things he's supposed to. And then it's obviously an kind of unseen up to now level of, of um, play once things break down. But. Uh, you know he's he's pretty good when he's in the pocket and he's got a clean pocket and and he's thrown with with timing and rhythm and that's the basis of our offense and that's something that I think gets underappreciated from him and then you know this spring I think just the, the mental side of it like I was talking about earlier with with experience and with reps I mean he's now got what 19 total games of, of reps under his belt and uh, you know last year he was seeing a lot of things for the first time and having that kind of season you know seeing defenses for the first time is is pretty crazy and so um, you know now he's got a lot of things banked in his memory bank and so. You don't have to necessarily think about, oh this guy's doing that, oh is this coverage I'm supposed to th- go to this guy, it's just a reaction, it just happens and um, you're kind of seeing that with the way he's able to, to process uh, the defense and um, it's just, it's, it's really fun to be a part of.
1: Mitch, I would you know, mentioned the uh, pool parties and the barbecues that you have, just <laughs> what does camaraderie in a room like that do for a team?
5: Yeah it's big, I mean uh, it helps when you, you go to work and you like the people you're working with. and. You know that that's something that we always try to foster, and um, we've just got an excellent group of guys, and a lot of golfing. This O-line uh, likes to golf a little bit more than previous ones, and so um, you know you can have fun out there, you can get competitive with it, you can kind of do whatever you want. But like we're talking, I mean, we got to work seamlessly with each other, and um, we got to make sure everything's kind of flowing. And so um, being able to you know have that much fun off the field together definitely uh, makes things more fun when you're when you're in the building.
3: With the contract extension,
5: any significance to the one year as far as it relates to how much longer you want to play the game? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I think obviously the the team goal is to win a Super Bowl here, and so um, you know that's all we're looking looking forward to. And then um, you know after that, I'm sure the goal is to win another. And so um, you know you kind of just take things one season at a time. And I think just numbers wise and cap wise and all that, it just kind of worked out best to to do that. And Yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of the best way it worked out, and um, I mean, three years feels really far away, and so who knows what's going to happen down the road, but uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the season for sure.
4: Last two, Nate and Peter. I was interested, what was was it like to see the reaction from fans
5: to your blog, or just people who maybe not not have known how well you are as a a chef or cook? And then also, how was our reaction when guys do come to the house and see what you're able to do? That is something not, you know, opposite the opposite. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, it's another way to interact with, with the fans, and I think that's something that, you know, I realized so much being here is, is how awesome the fan base is. And, you know, they obviously have an interest in, in how you play and, and how you're doing on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. But, uh, you know, they're also interested in what you're doing in your personal life and they want to get to know you better. And that's kind of an outlet for me to kind of show a little creativity and, and show people, you know, Typically, most households, someone's cooking a meal, whether it's once a week, whether it's every night. Um, you know, everyone has a vested interest in, in good food, and so um, it's just a, a fun way to, to interact with people and to, and to reach out. And uh, yeah, the response has been great. It's been a lot of fun. And like I said, i mean going to slow down a little, but I'll, I'll, I'll pick it back up. And um, it is fun having guys over and cooking for them, and you know, I tend to, at the pool parties, kind of get stuck with grill duties, because I mean, I like it too. It's fun to, to do that. and. Um, Just now that we're in the summer, it's already 95 degrees out there and throwing another 450 in your face uh, gets a little toasty, so we relegate it to some younger guys if we need to, but no, it's it's fun to cook for you. I mean, it's just, that's kind of the fun of cooking is whether it's my wife and, you know, making her a good meal or whether it's cooking for friends and family or whoever else, I'm doing something where you can, you know, make other people happy and, and whatever you're doing, you know, it's definitely a good feeling.
1: I know that last year we went down to Dallas for the, the lot of masterminds. Do you plan to do that again,
5: and uh, what do you take away from those two days? Yeah, I plan on doing that. Um, you know, Duke's done a great job building that thing out. And, you know, last year was the inaugural year, and uh, doing it again this year. It's just, it's cool to, you know, get to get, get together with, with other top guys. And, um, yeah, I know, we had a bunch last year, and I think the list is, is ever growing. And so it's going to be a, a really good mix of people. And um, you're just getting to learn, I mean, you know, everyone's, got a different style, they got a different technique. I mean, every outline coach coaches things a little bit differently. And so, you know, what we're coaching here might not work with what another guy's getting taught somewhere else because, you know, we've talked about before, but the differences in certain pockets and where they like quarterbacks and all that, um, it doesn't always mess up. But you still want to get kind of the thought process, you know, what do you guys do, how do you approach this type of rush, how do you set this guy, how do you do these types of things. I mean, I think the more information you can gather, um, the better it's going to be. I mean, obviously in, in Cleveland we had a little bit of um, – change up with offensive coordinators and offensive line coaches and you know seem like pretty much every year with something new and so you get experience with different techniques and, and things of that nature but then you know being able to actually talk to other guys who, who play all, all the other teams and you know figure out what they're doing and how they do it it's, it's a lot of fun and um, you know you don't always get to get together with other guys I mean I think linemen kind of just have a we always seem to get together and, and hang out well and um, we're all similar and you know, big guys who do this for a living and uh, similar mind frame. And so um, it's always a, a fun time to hang out.
1: So Schwartz signs a contract that'll keep him in Kansas City through the 2021 season. It's worth $11.255 million. That makes him the second highest paid right tackle in the league. And he deserves it. He might be the best right tackle in the league. He has a great rapport with Patrick Mahomes. And obviously you can hear from the press conference, just an overall good guy. It's like a sports writer's dream when you ask him about his brother and then he goes off on a tangent about how they broke a ceiling fan. That's exactly the kind of detail you want when when you're a story writer. Uh, And we're really happy at our head cry for Mitch Schwartz. That will do it, though, for today's From the Podium. Again, just to remind you guys, we won't be doing another From the Podium for a while now, five or six weeks until the next media availability for your Kansas City Chiefs. That doesn't mean the podcast channel uh, will die out. We will have the AP Laboratory going, and if you're a subscriber to the AP Podcast channel, you know that's the tremendous work of the AP Nerd Squad made up of Ken Swanson, Matt Lane, Craig Stout. We should have more audio as the season draws nearer, and and especially once the season begins, we'll be getting back to some of that Arrowhead Pride content you were used to from 2018. But again, from the podium, wrapping up for a few weeks now, my name is Pete Sweeney, the Editor-in-Chief over at ArrowheadPride.com, and I thank you for listening.
0: And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.